is that time once again. Let's hit the books. Part of the Hammer Betting Network alongside the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Joey Kanish, with producer extraordinaire Zach Phillips behind the scenes. I am merely Brad Powers. Before we talk NFL draft, before we talk spring games, before we talk some Heisman futures or maybe any other bets that we're thinking about making or already have made, let me first remind everybody that Hit the Books is brought to you by BetStamp. The easiest way to improve as a sports better is to use multiple sports books and always get the best odds. We recommend using an odds comparison tool like BetStamp. It compares odds across every sports book for games, futures. We'll bring that screen up later when we're talking national title futures, player props. You can save time and money by checking BetStamp before you bet. Download the app today. If you're looking to sign up for a new sportsbook account, please check out the offers available at betstamp.app slash hit the books or hit the link in the description. You sign up through this page. It does help support the show. Kanish, anxious to hear uh, your thoughts. Maybe it was a busy weekend for you. Maybe not. Not sure if you bet the Masters or the final couple of games of the shit show we call the NBA regular season. But how was your week, buddy? Not too bad. You know, I didn't, uh, I, I, for the most part, was just, uh, you know, rooting against the, the boss's uh, Brooks future there for the Masters. Uh, you know, <laughs> the pizza man had Brooks at a nice number, so I was uh, I was rooting on the Rombo there on Sunday. Um, but other than that, you know, don't do too much golf. Caught a little uh, NBA, and then, um, yeah, a little bit of a, a lull here in the, uh, you know, kind of the NHL's wrapping up, NBA's wrapping up, college basketball wrapped up here, and now... Hopefully, uh, we start getting uh, you know some more uh, some more of our beloved college football stuff popping up here in the next month or so. Yeah, it's been relatively slow. Last year at this time, we actually I think William Hill had a few week ones uh, that yeah. you could bet on. Uh, I think I'd already bet in Ohio State against stuff, Notre Dame. Win totals. Yeah, uh, yeah, win totals were very early for them. Uh, it's been a little slow. I mean, there's some stuff out there at FanDuel, and, and but I mean, I, I can tell you this. It's I would tough. say most of that is like realignment driving a lot of the, I, I mean, a lot of people just, no one wants to be the first one uh, kind of dropping here with, with all the movement going on. I certainly wouldn't want to be the one, but, but uh, somebody's got to have to. So, well, and I think, I mean, if you're in the weeds, Kanish, I mean, there's a thing called the transfer portal that also opens up again, and that'll be very active. I mean, teams are being pretty blunt about it already. Uh, you know, I tweeted Dion. Very blunt. He said, hey, the team that we have right now will not be the same team that we have on week one. So uh, that kind of sucks because I was hoping to take advantage because I've, you know, kudos to Colorado. Their all access has been tremendous. But watching it, I mean, they I mean, they are not a good looking football team, especially at the line of scrimmage. I mean, they look like a high school team. <laughs> so uh, I was hoping to take advantage of fading some more Colorado. But if they get a bunch more transfers, then maybe I'll be less uh, in tune to want to, to wanna fade them. Any other, I mean, I can break down. I watched a bunch of spring games over the weekend. I could, you know, break all that down, but I always let you open the floor. I mean, you're a man of the people. You're all over Twitter. I see you're commenting about uh, you took the side of points bet in a healthy debate. Is there anything you want to get off your chest before we dive into some stuff here? Well, we've, I mean, this this first overall pick steam. Are you, are you buying this, uh, you know, the Bryce Young movement here? Number one, he, he's, you know, this this went from minus, last time we were on, uh, C.J. Stroud, minus 300 yep. plus at most places. 
flips all the way over now, uh, where Bryce Young, minus 160 there, as you see at FanDuel. Uh, you can get some C.J. Stroud plus money. I know that's a little bit of the, the late buzz. Um, I'm... To be honest with you, I'm not really buying it. Uh, but at the same time, am I am I going to you know double, triple down on on any Stroud positions? Um, no, I'm not running to the window yet. So um, I think there's a lot of misinformation going on about, yeah. which is about that time where you know, uh, give or take three weeks out here from NFL draft, uh, it's pretty much prime smokescreen misinformation territory. Um, do you have any any lean any opinion on this? Uh, number one movement here uh i don't yet i agree with you that i mean number one it's not taking much to move these markets it could just be one group they don't even have to be that sharp just a little bit of money and stuff you know five six bets will get that thing moving like crazy uh i i, I think i wouldn't rely on anybody yet uh you know hit me up in, in, in at least a week or two uh i i'll say this you know you know normally i'm a during football season and whatnot, obviously get the best number, get the best number, get the best number. And obviously you can set yourself up if you're early and guess right uh, on this stuff and you have some a lot of plus money bets. I'm not afraid with the draft Kanish to lay big numbers because, I mean, it's almost like you have the script. So I, I, I'm okay laying minus 300, minus 400, minus 500. If I think that is indeed, that's the information, the latest information, and we're not going to see any more smoke screens or whatnot. So uh, I kind of, I'm in wait and see mode. I usually... I think that good window is like the weekend before the draft. I don't know about yeah. you, but week five to seven days out is usually when I can still get in front of some of the moves, still get the most accurate information. That's typically when I, I, I bet the most. What, what about yourself? Yeah, no, I agree. The stronger info, obviously the, you know, the closer you get here right now is uh, a lot. Of, and even you said, I, some of it cannot even be like bets. It can just be like a tweet gets aggregated yeah. or some information gets aggregated a story and um that yeah some of the i mean to me to hold point there in the chat the quickly and brogdon info uh, around the the six man of the year award where uh, you had a you know a voter a couple voters come out for brogdon he, he goes to minus a thousand now it switched back within a few hours too quickly um so yeah anytime you're you're working on these info markets also you don't really know um you know, what type of position that, uh, you know, the, the book is holding there in terms of where their liability is, what trading wants to do, trader might have a certain opinion. So, yeah, I, uh, especially for, for draft stuff this far out, um, yeah, I'm not too concerned with, with uh, you know, a lot of this team, as you said, uh, especially yeah, the, the closer you get, the more you can actually bet on a lot of this stuff too. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't read too much into the to Earl, this young move, but at the same time, um, you know, I, I could have. I would have said a week ago that you know you could, would have seen more of a, a linear Stroud move. I am surprised that it's kind of taken this turn with, with just some very surface level reporting yeah. um, from from like teams are hearing, uh, which is uh, which which really is nothing. Like there's no concrete info behind it. I don't feel really strongly about any of the the young stuff that's out there at the moment. I did see another move that I actually am buying into a little bit more. That is Anthony Richardson over under. I've seen four and a half under was significantly juiced last time you and I talked. Now it's closer to about, uh, I think a little bit, almost one ten on both sides over under uh, four and a half that I agree with just because, you know, it kind of lines up with what I see on film. Uh, not that I'm a draft expert, but I just I can't imagine teams taking him 
in the top three, four picks of the draft. So that's one that I, I think makes a little bit more sense because you've seen nothing but positive news around this camp. So it's the first time we've seen a little bit of negativity there. Have I made the bet yet? No. I mean, I tried to, honestly, I drove to Arizona this weekend, Kanish. Uh, I cannot bet at DraftKings. I, I wanted to bet a couple things at DraftKings. I cannot make any bets. Uh, I tried to put one bet in. It wasn't even that much. I'm talking five, less than 500 bucks even. And uh, they said I have to call and uh, my account oh, is suspended. So uh, that's fun. I mean, now I, I see what you deal with in Michigan. I don't deal with that too much <laughs> unless it's yeah, the no, Hall of Fame. Go ahead. I, I would agree with the especially because it um unless you're buying into like uh you know any of the uh you know the Colts like the 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 Richardson stuff is still based on Arizona like trading on someone basically trading up to three for him um which number one obviously hasn't happened yet and two I saw a Schefter tweet that like that is one of those like that like six teams have called Arizona that, that that's one of those in the industry like. Arizona is putting that out there to Schefter to try and drum up more interest in that three pick because uh, they want to they want to trade out of it um, and basically you know get get into that. So for me, um, I, I get I would it's one of those that th there's no way I'm I'm you know taking anything on on a Richardson under uh, when when teams aren't even in the position to, to take that yet, you, you, you'd be better off kind of like waiting and trying to, to jump on if a trade happened. Cause right now there's like no chance of it happening uh, without a trade. And I don't know. I, I mean, with, you know, the bears already dealing that pick. I don't know like how desirable that three pick is now. I think, uh, you know, in the, I think part of that, that whole Schefter leak is, is the Cardinals trying to drum up more interest in that, that three than there actually is right now. So, yeah. um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It'll be fascinating to see where, where Richardson actually goes, but, but I would agree with you. I don't, it doesn't seem to me that, that a lot of the, especially the public perception, the draft, uh, you know, I mean, it kind of lines up with, with where I think his, he actually goes there, but Hey, could be proven wrong. And someone, you know, goes up there for a quarterback, but I would be surprised to see it. Yeah, and uh, again, we'll talk more as we get closer to draft. We'll talk more. We'll give out bets and stuff, and, and uh, as we get closer to draft, I just think it's a little early. And you know, we'll there's not that much out there. Like there no, really there isn't. is there a bear. Like use in years past, you know, the COVID years and stuff. There was there was a ton out there. Through oh my I mean, god, yeah. books are taking a very conservative route, so there's just not that much. And any of the markets, like you know, first lineman off the board, first defensive player, those, those are like the easiest markets for someone to like to cap and, and that as far as above, there's just, there's not many, like it's very consensus in terms of, uh, you know, a player or two here who it's going to be. So just not that much out there at the moment. Producer Zach in the chat, Richardson minus 125 for number three overall. Uh, yeah, I think he's the favorite for number three. I think he's what he probably even the favorite from the number four pick. It's just, he, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, look at four. Yeah. I see he's, he has the shortest odds even for four. So, I don't know. I, again, I don't know yet. And I don't think really anybody knows yet, uh, to be perfectly honest with you. I like following, uh, you know, news that I trust, not, not just some, you know, you know, ETR, you know, release there, you know, whatever, uh, yeah. or any Joe Schmo from CBS, Pete Prisco has his updated, you know, draft thing. So I, I don't care about that at this point in time. One thing I do care about, obviously Zach does our producer, I guess uh, this combines a little bit NFL and college. 
I guess Dante Moore, I want to talk a little bit more about him. But first off, uh, he was seen working out together with Mahomes and Trey Lance, who I would not have been able to pick out who the hell that was on the I left. J- either would I. When you sent the picture in the chat, I literally wouldn't. You, you got to like a, ten, a thousand bucks. I wouldn't have been able to name like who that was. Uh, so, yeah, I don't. I mean, hopefully his off-season workout's going better than, uh, you know, the, the off-season makeover. Because that, that's not, uh, I mean, yeah. it, like, oh are God. we sure? Is this like one of those, like, baseball draft things where the where he was actually, like, 34? The Niners got, like, you know, take one of those Dominican players or, like, you know, from Cuba or something, or like, like, 27, and you thought they were 16 or something? I mean, that's not a, not a great look. Yeah. Uh, I tell you right now, if I could have Dante Moore or Trey Lance for an NFL team, I would take Dante Moore. I think yeah, that's just because of the hair, but because I, <laughs> I think uh, his long-term prognosis in terms of uh, being a uh, quarterback is a lot better than, than what we've seen from Trey Lance so far. Yeah, so if you don't know who Dante Moore is, uh, five-star quarterback recruit, true freshman, uh, you know, originally was a Notre Dame lane, then committed to Oregon, was you know an Oregon commit until the final a week before. Uh, signing day, and then he flipped to UCLA. A stunner, because uh, he's arguably UCLA's highest-rated recruit that they've had. I mean, even counting, uh, well, what's the kid that went to the Cardinals? I can't even think of his name. A total bust in the draft. Rosen, Josh Rosen, Rosen the chosen one. Uh, and early word is he might start day one. Now, the unfortunate thing, UCLA's not going to have their spring game opened up, so I, I can't take a look at it. But Dante Moore dominated the U.S. Army All-American game. I mean, had as good of a game as – I've been watching that game for 20 years. He, he was as good of a quarterback as I've ever seen in that game. So uh, keep an eye on him if you're college and football. We know he's cut yeah. from a good cloth from one of the hardest working areas of the country uh, where a lot of great athletes in that part of the country, uh, a lot of smart people. Yeah, I hear that. Did you ever uh, catch one of his games? There? Uh, watch some of it. You like the, the they do the high school playoffs here on TV. So yeah. watched him and uh, some of the play. And again, he was just uh, a level above here. Uh, I think you know, friend of the show, but Ellie has been on him being like a he uh, like one of the best, not just like one of the best QBs of the last like five years since like the you know the Trevor Lawrence. I'm kind of surprised he had, he had a very odd recruitment uh, cycle um, kind of yeah, through did. and through there. So it, it kind of odd. He ended up at ucla there but um i think he was looking for a combo of uh wanted to be the guy day one and and he had that kind of skill set so and also um money and yeah I, I was gonna say didn't name los angeles <laughs> yeah wasn't uh looking uh to just wait on his nil package if, if that's what it means. Yeah, so, uh, so. yeah i think he got a good combo there for uh for playing for the chipper I think by far the highest rated recruit you're in that area coming out of Michigan as quarterback since probably Drew Henson 20 yeah. some years ago. To get, you uh, know, to get in the weeds, there's another one in 2025 coming up. Mr. Uh, I don't know. Have you gotten a 2020 for Mr. Bryce Underwood there uh, from Belgium? I have not gotten to him. You're telling me he's okay. pretty good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For, so 2025 looks like he is going to be a uh, – so, hey, this is the Detroit area is producing uh, – I'll, I'll send my dad. He's retired. I got him going up to Celine. Uh, to scout CJ Carr a couple times this fall, so I'll have word. Him. Okay, uh, and I'm not. This isn't sour grapes because he didn't go to Michigan, but the word around town is uh, that a Michigan was not extremely high on him, and his I, I this is a, this and some of this will be personal. Opinion. I think the statuesque pocket passer type. Um, 
that that is just not the the type of quarterback I think you, you know exceeds in that. So not to say he's not talented in that, um, but I think there one the Michigan was was preferring the Jaden Davis over CJ Carr uh, in terms of who they were targeting, and and some of the Carr local stuff um, has been you know. But that that's that's all I got on him at the moment. So I'm not I will I'm not super uh, bullish on him. I just watched a 10 minute video of him throwing over the weekend in Chicago. I'll tweet it out at Brad Power Seven. I uh he's more mobile than what you're giving him credit for. Okay. I'll just say that. I I'm a high on I mean you know me. I'm as just you know despicable about Notre Dame as I can be. I mean, I just very self-deprecating about the Irish and I I think he's their best recruit since Jimmy Clausen. That's 17 years ago at quarterback position. Uh, a couple more things uh, in the chat here. More Levis buzz than Richardson buzz. I mean, I kind of get that, but I mean, I don't like Levis either. Uh, just to to let everybody. Yeah, know. I don't. I don't. Uh, one, I don't. I don't. I'm not. I think the the Levis stuff that's all come out has been been pretty negative, to be honest with you. I mean, some of like the, the his interview stuff. Uh, for and again, some of this could be smoke, but. Between the you know his his combine performance, which wasn't overwhelming, and some of the interview stuff that's come out, and his tape, which isn't very good. Um, no, it's not. I, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if he was a like a, a draft, like a like one of those fall guys, kind of like a Drew Lock, oh, okay. where people were like, um, yeah, yeah, and, and then nobody actually ends up going with him. So um, yeah, again, that again, that I wouldn't, not gonna say he, you know, put put it on the line here that he's not going. But him kind of falling a uh, a lot farther than people think wouldn't surprise me at all. In the chat, I'll keep going. Uh, 17 Cali, Trey Lance somehow has worse hair than Pozzola. Yeah, that's saying something. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I, you just cut it off. Uh, you know, hey, I, I'd still take, uh, you know, Lance's, uh, you know, on, a, you know, on an athleticism or his golf game, uh, you know, Pozzola. UConn Reb uh, in the chat. Yeah, I did go to the UNLV spring game. Uh, how did they look? I'm pretty optimistic on UNLV. Uh, they, they need a quarterback to step up. I mean, it's going to be Doug Bromfeld, but, I mean, he's very inconsistent. Very you inconsistent. keep the season tickets? Uh, they keep calling. I haven't renewed you yet. You call them back. I yeah, knew you wouldn't. I, I, I knew you were going to get the games, back. man. I missed half the games last year. Uh, it's, just, it's not like, you know, they sell out. I can't find a seat if I haven't, you know time but uh here's what i do like uh i like their offensive coordinator i tweeted this out this won't be popular but obviously it was bobby petrino i mean got all the hubla you know oh bobby petrino's gonna be the offensive coordinator for you and i'll be what a hire he's here for what 14 days he's off to a&m you love him at a&m that's one of the reasons why you're betting to win him uh to, to bobby win the SEC. P, baby yeah. I, mean, like, I, I mean i love Anything's better than Jimbo at this point. So you, you, yeah. you could have, there could be a, a long list of names you could have sold me on that would have been an upgrade at A&M. But I'll take Bobby B. So my tweet was, I actually like the guy that they hired after him. Uh, Brennan Marion's his name. He's been an offense corner at the FCS level. He's coming over from Texas, a wide receiver coach. He runs this unique style of offense called the go-go offense. Multiple backs in the backfield. It's kind of peculiar, kind of like Coastal Carolina-ish. But, you know, modern, he throws more than Coastal uh, out of that system. I like it a lot. I remember the first time I saw it was when Howard beat UNLV here as a 45-point underdog uh, about five, six years ago. Biggest upset in college football history. He was the offensive coordinator for Howard at the was time. Was that uh, Cam Newton's uh, younger yep. brother? Yeah. Yeah, his little brother uh, 
was the quarterback there. And I mean, I could see signs of it. I, I like the wide receiver position for the Rebs. Uh, Ricky White, Michigan State transfer, looked good. They got a five foot seven kid that come out of the slot, dominated the spring game. Again, I tweeted it out, a couple catches for him. They just can't find him. I mean, he looks like, I mean, he plays like Deuce Vaughn, to be honest with you, the slot position. They just can't find him on the field. Uh, I, I would not be a bit surprised he's a thousand yard receiver. I mean, because he just, I mean, they could not do anything. They couldn't guard him. They couldn't put a safety on him, a corner, anybody. Uh, just couldn't, tack, couldn't tackle him even when they got near him. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, optimistic. What does that mean? I think they can get to a bowl game. I think schedule sets up for them. Uh, Mountain West is down, obviously. New Mexico stinks. Hawaii stinks. Nevada's terrible. They play Colorado State. I think they get them at home. Uh, obviously, they're only in the second year of a transition there. They get Bryant. Uh, Vanderbilt, I think, is another home game in the non-conference. I won't mention. Hey, if you want to watch UNLV, you don't have to go too far this year, Kanish. They're in the big house week, too. <laughs> oh, be about a- hey, listen. <laughs> One of the strong, no FCS teams on Michigan schedule. You look very strong non-con for uh, Michigan again here. We don't we don't play any of those FCS teams, so all FCS. So opponents. East Carolina, UNLV. Who's the third one? Uh, was it UConn this year? UConn it- again? Yeah, uh, I mean, you got that four for one or whatever. You're, you uh, no, bowling, uh, listen. Not not UConn bowling a strong, uh, you know. Hey, that we, we we might have to go. You come into town as an alum, we'll get some good seats there, uh, and we can watch a uh, a you know one of one of the best there uh, for a Michigan Bowling Green game. Mike Vivian in the chat. I watched the Michigan spring game seven. I'm tired of the <laughs> <laughs> I think my I think they can win seven with you at quarterback, Mikey V, with uh, yeah. with uh, the, the, their schedule and uh, the rest of the team. I should fly in for the Michigan Bowling Green game. I should for that. I agree. Yeah. I did fly in a couple years ago. Like from a half time report here from a, you know, a little studio session there. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, Patrick Burns in the chat. This is a, a little bit ago. Uh, over four and a half first round quarterbacks. Uh, uh, he said he said under, not over. All the quarterbacks uh, will slide. Oh, under now, not over. Make up your damn mind. Uh, yeah, under. Yeah, I think under is starting to take some money. Uh, I can agree with that because I mean, who would be that fifth guy? Would it be well the uh, the hooker stuff? The the guy that's getting the but what? But we just said with you know Levis, um, you know if one of those guys slide out, you could see. I know hookers getting like that kind of late first round buzz, that twenty to forty range. Um, but again, it's a little bit kind of dependent on like people are still penciling Levis in as like this top ten or fifteen guy, which. Might not be the case, so um, I don't know. Do you, obviously, you've got the two that are locked in, and then it would basically be: Do you get Levis, Richardson, and Hooker all in the first? Um, I would lean. I would uh, lean under the the four and a half, but nothing, not too strong either way. Yeah, not not yet. I mean, again, we're a little early uh, for that one. Again, I'll, I'll, I'll say it again. I'll hammer it home. Not afraid to lay minus two fifty, minus three hundred, minus four hundred, even if I don't get early numbers i want the latest information because that typically is the right information again it's almost betting like a predetermined outcome sort of say uh <laughs> mh alvany in the chat can just talking about hookers again uh that's funny uh listen my fate hey let, just because i like the hey, wait just because the man's a uh, strong player doesn't mean there's any correlation to uh, to living in this uh you know the the detroit area where some you know hey everyone's got to make a living my friends Fair enough. Hold I don't in judge the chat. anyone's, you know, 
Mike, uh, Mikey V, he's, uh, you know, I know he's in Oklahoma there. He's always around, uh, you know, that, that, that type of uh, clientele. So, hey. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, it's not as costly as some of the ones that I see in the wind. It's funny. <laughs> I, it's so funny. Like, I was, I used to run down in the wind uh, when Johnny Avella was there. He'd open up the market. And uh, they must have watched me because, you know, I bet the openers and I have, you know, cash. And yeah. I got stopped so many times because I'd walk right in, I'd park at the top, and it's just a quick walk because the sports book's right there. I got asked like three, four times by women. I'm like, what? I mean, the first time I was like, what is going on here? Like, I mean, I was actually like almost fell for it, and then then I wised up. You know I mean? And then you wised up. Uh, yeah, I didn't and, fall. And got, yeah, let me for half the price, right? You were telling yeah, me. Yeah, no, no, no. I didn't like fall that for it. Into took... your openers, you know, as as when you were stopping at the wind there. <laughs> yeah, let me pre- preface by saying, you know, I didn't fall for it. The whole, the, the, it took me a couple sentences yeah, to, to yeah. figure out what the that was going show, on. Then so. after that, it was just like a, a smile, and I just kept walking. Uh, <laughs> any other things that you want to get? I know it's a slow week. I mean, we'll probably pick it up. More obviously next week as draft gets closer. It's kind of actually been slow for spring games. I think I'm only I'm only at six of them so far. Typically, I'm probably at like 26 that I watch every single spring games in the next two weeks. Uh, so I'll have a lot more to talk then uh, about uh, those. Uh, nothing's really caught my eye. Let me. I know Zach has this uh, tweet up that I had earlier today about the ACC returning starters. I just want to specify, I was talking about how I kind of liked Louisville on last week's show. After doing that, you know, I actually did the grunt work there and went through their returning starters. I, I don't think there's a shot for them to, to win the ACC. I think it's a clear-cut top three, Florida State, Clemson. Uh, North Carolina, I'd love if Mac Brown wasn't the head coach. I mean, they, they got a lot of talent there and a lot of returning experience and a bunch of you know, top, I think they have three straight top 15 classes that are now seniors, juniors, and sophomores. Duke, Mike Elko is a great coach. If he was coaching North Carolina, North Carolina might be the favorite, or at least right up there with Clemson and Florida State. So I just don't want to specify that. I don't like Louisville as much. And I mean, if you don't believe me, I do. I know, I know Kanish doesn't do a lot of this, but this is what I do. See that? I literally go by hand and do returning starters by hand. And you're probably going to say, why? Uh, I'm here to tell you, I like Bill Connolly, uh, but his numbers aren't, you know, scripture. Uh, th- there's some mistakes there. So be careful out there. There's some teams. Indiana, I'll say he has like up there. Indiana's one of the least experienced teams in the country. Uh, he has another team, Georgia State, like at the bottom. Georgia State's not at the bottom. They're more in the middle ground. So what's that changing my power ratings? Talking about a difference of four or five points. So they're good. That's a good starting base. Is the returning production numbers, but keep in mind there's an ever-changing roster, and when you got 133 of them, a lot can change. I mean, this update was in February. A lot's going to change since then, and a lot's going to change here in the next month after the transfer portal. So, um, I don't. But I mean, with your internet, I wouldn't want to rely on that either. So the hand, uh, you know, the hand bread is probably the way you got to go about it. So I know you're a little old. School, I deserve so that's it. Good. I deserve Do that. Do you? I know. I know we didn't. Now there's not many, but last week we said. Uh, we touched any of those. There's like FanDuel. There's like eight win totals there. Yep. Uh, they I got one. You got, I got one? one oh, you people. got one? Did you partake in anyone or any takes on any of them? Yeah, I got one for the people. Now, you're going to have to lay a little bit of juice after I bet it they moved to 40 cents. But, I mean, a half a win's worth, what, 60, 70 cents? I, I, are you in the weeds uh, on the mathematicals on that? College football? Uh, I'll, yeah, yeah, I got to circle back with uh, my, my formula. So, But then I'll get, I'll get to you on it. 
I think 72 cents uh, is where I'm at currently, a half win. I but had right 71.4, now, but you go, you go. We'll go, Seth. We'll round up 72. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I'm going LSU. Over eight and a half wins, minus 172. I put them at 9.25, and I think that's conservative. Uh, you know, I mean, it's not widely available. It's not fair to lock these in for bets. I mean, it, it's almost like taking candy from a baby, but – I did bet it. They didn't let me bet a lot, but they must have respected me enough to move it because I bet it at minus 132, um, and they moved it 40 cents. But I think, I, again, if I was hanging it, I think the, the most accurate number is probably nine and a half with the under juiced a little bit. Uh, so I, I think you got a really good bet there. Looking at their schedule, I mean, there's only you know two games where they're not going to be favored in. At Alabama, they've already beat Alabama in year one. Uh, and then the opener is a coin flip game. I like them to beat Florida State. So th- th- there's only one sure loss on their schedule for me. That's at Alabama. And even then, that's not a, you know, you know, a, a game where they're going to be, you know, a 20-point underdog. I mean, they'll be like a 7- to 10-point underdog in that game. So, yeah, I, I like that one quite a bit. And you know me, I don't, I'm not a big fan of Brian Kelly. But uh, I think LSU – he, Looking he really good. a little crow last year. Uh, we were dogging them early in some of the yeah. losses, and they they came back and kind of answered the bell. So, and LS like not just the the football program, like LSU's athletic department is really uh, churning out the NIL, if you know what I'm saying. And they're doing it in a way that's not the a like A and M's just throwing money at the wall and seeing what sticks. Uh, yeah. Strategically. LSU, whether it be women's basketball, uh, whether it be men's basketball, what is happening with the football program, they seem to have the the NIL game um, and the 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 throwing the money. They seem to have it pretty well uh, aligned there in the athletic department. There, you know, you know, we talked uh, Michigan uh, corner Marion Walker uh, last week, and just a little bit of the spring game. There was one school. Over the winter, that uh, was supposedly making a very strong uh, off-the-record run at him to get him uh, uh, to transfer there, um, and by all indications, it, it was LSU, and they were uh, they were offering quite a sum by, by all indications. So um, they are they are definitely kind of uh, in the we're going to do what it takes mode. Um, so I'll I will give them and hey. I don't give a damn. I'm, 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 I'm that illicit. I don't care about the NCAA rule. Like, to me, if you're doing, uh, you know, what it takes to win as, as a fan, if I was an LSU fan, hey, I would love it. So, um, yeah, good for them. So, but uh, they, they seem to have, like, the, the uh, it down pretty well. There is one I was pulling up to get the current price there. Um, yeah. I know it's so, and I know it's, this is another one that's taken uh, a little juice, but. I, where are you at on the I, – I like the Iowa under, even though yeah, it's a bit yeah. too juiced I bet it. I bet uh, it. Yeah, yeah. I, I know, wasn't yeah. going to – I wasn't going to try to – again, we can just stack them up here, but, yeah, I bet that one. Under. Yeah, I, I like that one as far as um, – uh, it, I mean, no, the, the schedule isn't exactly a murderer's row, but they've got at Iowa State. They've got at Penn State. They've got at Wisconsin. Um they play, you know, Minnesota, Illinois. And again, this is, it's, they ran the table back with Brian Ferentz. I'm not super high on, uh, you know, the, looking, I, I know McNamara was a very good game manager in Michigan. Um, but when you factor all the talent that they lost off the defense, uh, and now um, 
here, look, look at they. I mean, hey, they, I think uh, look, <laughs> they moved it the wrong way there. Um, so if you want to jump yeah, in, yeah, on we're that, going I'm, under. Well, yeah, we're going yeah, under. Folks. Yeah. So if you want to, uh, I think some people are in that. Either someone hit it the wrong way, or the trader moved it the wrong way. Uh, so I like that under eight and a half at minus one twenty-two there. Uh, I love that. Now. Uh, <laughs> now that it's forty cents cheaper, uh, I would bet that uh, immediately there. That so would I'm be gonna... yeah. That would be a max bet. Yeah, I'm actually, yeah, actually going to log in here to a certain friends account there. And yeah, you that, better uh, get into that. Yeah, uh, so, um, so yeah, I, I just, again, I don't really love the acquisitions. Uh, lost a bunch off the defense, kept the same OC, and, I mean, what you got there, <laughs> they fixed it there. So now, now minus 8.5, 230, so hopefully... <laughs> Hopefully, uh, the guy in the trading room over in Ireland there does uh, still has a job there for moving that one the wrong, uh, <laughs> the wrong way. This but, is yeah. fun. I didn't know we could do this. Yeah, I was kidding. yeah, that's it. What uh, what did you have their their official? You got it the their like you're the what? Will you make it offhand? I'm surprised. Yeah, seven point. Uh, I got that this was over seven like, off the top. I, of I was going to say I I thought either like an eight flat uh, or you know a seven and a half juice was. Yeah was better uh, than eight and a half. Um, Cause I mean, this is a team to me outside. Like you, you look at, I'll give them, even though Utah state wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me that much. But I mean, in fact, even in giving them, you know, Utah state, Western Sparty at home and, and Northwestern, um, even like this is a team like six, seven, eight, very losable games. And not, not a team that I, yeah. I think is going to overwhelm you with talent on the field. And I, the offense just could be like this. Could be I could see it kind of being like the the Ferenz era, like the maybe if it went bad enough, like the end of it, not just the end of Brian, uh, the, yeah, even the end of, the end of Kirk if it went bad enough. So yeah, I like that under eight and a half quite a bit. Brett Finnegan in the chat, LSU's over eight and a half plus one sixteen. I mean, I'd be hammering now. I don't have Fanduel here, so uh, yeah, that max bet there. I mean, whatever you can get down, whatever they're gonna take, that's a great bet. I mean. Be one of the best bets you make in the summer again. Yeah, they and now they moved it to they just moved it to nine and a half, the two thirty there. So uh, <laughs> nine and a half. Wow, they're moving yeah, it. No, so now now yeah, we're like so. Hopefully, uh, they <laughs> you got in on on whoever was uh, fat finger in the trading odds there. So yeah, yeah, uh, he didn't understand. No, uh, no, he's <laughs> or somebody did a head fake. Somebody watching us that did, did you know? Doesn't take much to do a head fake. That's funny though. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Oh man, uh, yeah, I, I probably won't. That that's why, guys, I won't uh, you know give too many of them out until they're widely available. But uh, anybody that got down on them, congrats, those are really good bets. I mean, you don't hear me say it often, but those are sixty-five plus percent type of bets. There, <laughs> anything can happen though. But uh, yeah, the, those were the two that caught my eye. It's funny that you mentioned Iowa. That was one that I I also bet, but I didn't want to say it. But you're on top of it. Uh, any other things you want to talk? Uh, quick notes for me. I know they're asking uh, a couple other spring games. I'll just give you cliff notes real quick. Yeah, give me uh, what you got because I haven't I haven't uh, grinded the tape yet like Mr. Powers. What you got? Yeah, uh, I'll start with Auburn. Uh, played in heavy rain, uh, so didn't get a good look. Uh, I I actually thought, considering you know Philip Montgomery's the call in place, it's not going to be Hugh Freeze. I actually thought he called it smart game. I mean, they ran the football. All the running backs looked good. Uh, Cadillac Williams is still there. He's coaching the running backs. Uh, that was the strongest position group. They, they bring in a ton of transfers in the offensive line. 
That unit looked good. Uh, but, I mean, kudos to Hugh Freeze. I mean, he's probably a terrible human being. Uh, but, uh, you know, he was pretty candid. Uh, he said we're going to hit the transfer portal, uh, that the, the, their depth chart and roster isn't where it needs to be to compete in the SEC. I think they'll be better than last year, but they're not going to be a, a West Division contender. Uh, I think, you know, reasonable goal for the Tigers, six, seven wins. Uh, interesting game for them. Week two, they're at Cal. Uh, so a unique road trip there. If they get the win there, they'll have some confidence. But their, their back half of the schedule is pretty brutal. Uh, that was Auburn. Heavy rain there. Heavy rain for NC State. I, they got a new coordinator, a new quarterback. Robert Anai from Syracuse, longtime guy at Virginia. Speaking of Virginia, he's bringing in Brennan uh, Armstrong over. Uh, thought to be a quarterback controversy. I don't think there is there competition. Uh, it's going to be Brennan Armstrong. They threw it. Armstrong had 28 pass attempts in a driving rainstorm in the first half. Uh, threw a couple picks. Ball slipped on him. I mean, I wouldn't punish him too much, but I, I think it's idiotic play calling. I, I mean, if that. I mean, people are going to say, well, if it, you know, you can be prepared for it in the game. I wouldn't want my game. If it's the middle of the season and you're playing and, you know, pouring down rain, I don't want to be throwing it 50 times. I mean, I, I, I would have worked on, you know, let's work on our ground game a little bit if this situation arises during an actual game, but they didn't do it. They just, it's like they had a game plan. Hey, we're going to air it out. And they just did it. I mean, <laughs> three, four interceptions, a couple of pick sixes later. And, didn't get a good look. Uh, NC State, in my opinion, takes a step back. They've been an 8-9 win team the last couple of years. I think, you know, schedule-wise, I mean, they get like Notre Dame at home week two, Clemson's at home. It's a pretty difficult schedule. Uh, I think they, they probably dropped a 7-5, and 6-6ers. Six and sixers. I, I just – I didn't see it there. They lost a ton of guys in the defense. There was one more. Oh, Vanderbilt. I was tweeting about this last night. I saw, uh, I saw, there was a little bit of uh, I saw a little buzz on this here. Do you are you buying the the Vandy resurgence continuing? Uh, no, I actually they're a better team <laughs> last. Yeah, they're a better team condition last year, but I think they probably only won four games. Yeah, it's just like where are the wins come. Yeah, they got three nice ones in non conference, three winnable games. UNLV being one of them, uh, Hawaii, and I think like Alabama A and M or something like yes. that. Uh, but you could. I'll right say there. this. Uh, the difference is instead of those couple years there where they were not competitive in almost every SEC game, I think they can be competitive in half the SEC games. Now, how many they win? Probably one, maybe two if you're really pushing it. But, hell, they won two last year. I mean, what they I start like, with Kentucky and Missouri at home, the first two. Yeah, I, I So mean, if you got two, be. you're going to get. Yeah, I mean, you, if you can get them. I mean, I think Missouri's better, though, this year. And we'll see what Kentucky – I mean, Kentucky's got revenge, but, you know, Vanderbilt beat them last year. So here's what I do like. I like Clark Lee. He's a very cerebral guy. I see – I hope they give him time. By time, I mean I hope they give him five years. Unless, unless it totally collapses on him, give him five years. Because I see the plan, the recruiting yeah. plan. Uh, Barton Simmons is running his – I was going to uh, say, recruiting. yeah, old 24-7 guy they got yeah. there, the GM or whatever they're calling him. He's going for he, – he's not able to get those 320-pounders and whatnot, but he's going for length. I think I counted five guys on their defensive line alone, and they're too deep, 6'6 six, six or more. So there's a lot of length on the outside. They had a safety. It looked really good, 6'4", 220 safety, uh, kind of a hybrid linebacker. He's he's doing a good job. I mean, I, I see the process there. I just I, – I'm not sure that they get – I mean, they were saying during the telecast, well, eligibility is the goal. I mean, that would be a dream season if they got yeah. to. They're just 
Kanish, they're still the worst program by far in the SEC. It's just it, an, an impossible when you factor in the the recruiting uh, disadvantages, the academics, the conference you play in. Um, I mean, like honestly, they should. That no one's ever going to do this because of like the money you get for being there. But like, if they wanted to compete in athletics, they should be like in within the G five or something. I, I mean, I know, <laughs> like, there's just no like re- rational path for them to ever, you know, get there. But hey, as you said, uh, they're they're at least have a plan going somewhere that can get them like away from the the one and two win type years uh, for you know stacking them up. So. Yeah, uh, they, they're just fine in baseball. Uh, <laughs> they don't have a problem there. Uh, basketball, they were fine until the SEC other teams started taking basketball seriously uh, and started hiring good coaches. Yeah. They were fine yeah. for a while there, but they're just never going to – and I get it, James Franklin was there and they won a bunch of games, but I just think that was the stars aligned. Georgia was down. Florida was down. Tennessee was down. The whole division was down on that side, and uh, they had some smart scheduling where they scheduled three, four wins in the non-conference picked up three, four in conference with, with everything down. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's how they were able to win seven, eight, nine games under James Franklin. But I, those days aren't coming back as far what as I'm do concerned. You, now you just cause you some that piqued my interest. What do you think is the future of non-conference football, especially for the big 10 and the sec scheduling? Um, and, and I've had this debate. I know they're, they're like, I think a lot of like alumni and fans that get tickets and stuff want to see, I don't think, if you're a member of the Big Ten RCC, it makes any sense to schedule anybody with a pulse in the non-conference going forward when you're <laughs> going to have these mega conferences where you're getting nine conference games, a bunch of premium opponents. I, I don't. Th- I mean, what what Michigan's done, people are like, what Michigan's done the last few years is exactly what I would do every single year, year in, you are played nothing but cupcakes, Mac teams, Mountain West, Hawaii. Uh, I don't, I don't, we, they don't play, they have a, we don't play ever since App State, they don't play FCS teams. I'd be playing FCS teams. I don't care. There's no way I'm going into these mega conferences and playing anybody. It makes no sense to me. Where are you at on it? So if it was, I mean, the Michigan model is really good if the 14 playoff, but I think with 12 teams, I mean, you can lose a couple games. Kanish, you're fine. Uh, I, I would schedule at least two cupcakes, but uh, I, I could see him still scheduling one decent non-conference because, again, you can, you can still lose. You can lose a couple games and make the 12-team playoff. Uh, so that would be my only pushback there, but. I, I think we're definitely heading to nine conference games, yeah. which would be good for college football, uh, to say the least. Uh, I'm, but I'll be honest with you, man. I, I don't know a lot yet. Uh, my strongest take would be that I think USC and UCLA are going to struggle early on. I just think it's a total culture shock for them. Not, I mean, the traveling thing isn't a bit. People are talking about traveling. Traveling isn't the same as what it was 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. Uh, but it will add up on the, non, the non-football sports you know, traveling across the country on a consistent basis on a Tuesday night in January for basketball. I think style of play will hurt them as well. Like USD, if Lincoln Riley's still there, uh, the physicality of an Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota, you can laugh all you want, but that'll take its toll. Yeah, that that current USC, UCLA defensive model, it, 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 not, not going to work, work in, uh, you know, no. uh, Norman or whatever, uh, in Des Moines in J- January, wherever the hell they're going to be going. So, And uh, I, yeah. I'm hearing they're going to line them up. Uh, like, I'm hearing that at least the early permanent ri- rivals for the Buckeyes are obviously Michigan, P- 
Penn State and USC will be the yeah. three to start off. Because which is, which is what I'm saying. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to go play LSU or Florida State or Oklahoma in the non-con when I got to play those three schools year in, year out. Yeah, in the chat, uh, MH uh, Albany uh, talking about uh, Michigan. Yeah, the TV networks, oh, you got to keep that in mind. They pay, they're paying more than any before. I mean, these are billion with a B dollar contracts. They're, they're not going to want to see, you know, USC versus Northwestern. So they're going to make sure it's front loaded at the start, the conference schedules, therefore the non-conference schedules. So I, I guess I'm coming around to use, you know, maybe they're not going to be scheduled. We already seen Ohio State cancel the Washington series next year. I don't know. Does Michigan have anybody big coming up? Uh, I think Notre Dame in a few years. Yeah, I thought they were trying to reinvigorate that. Um, but, I, again, again, it's the same thing where is that, is that even doable anyway if Notre Dame's locked into that ACC deal for, you know, however, however many long they're I don't know. I think – look, I'm very anti-Big Ten being a Notre, Notre Dame guy. Uh, just it's, it goes back 100 years. Uh, but uh, I'm at the point now. I, I think I should join the Big Ten. That's just me. So – uh, you can't run, especially if they don't get a new NBC deal. Everyone's like, oh, they, they have their own NBC deal. They have their own network. They're only getting paid $15, 20000000 million a year off NBC. These, Minnesota's making $50, $60, million a year through the Big Ten <laughs> network. Uh, CBS now with them having the Big Ten. NBC has the Big Ten. Saturday nights, it's NBC now on Big Ten. I mean, they're making $50 million more a year than Notre Dame is. I mean, you can't run a $50 million a year deficit to the Purdue's of the world sooner or later is going to catch up to you. And I know Notre Dame's got this $18 billion endowment or whatever, but they don't want to spend the money as it is. So I, yeah, I, I think Notre Dame eventually is going to the big 10. Hope your cable package out there has uh, the CW for uh, some Pac-12 action. (laughs) If that's what's uh, looking like. So uh, yeah, that's that's a sad day, man. Look, I'm a college football fan. Oklahoma and Texas bother me a little bit to the SEC, but I see that more. USC and UCLA is not being it doesn't, football, it, it, man. No, I, I, I don't I totally want to see agree. that. I, I, you know, if I want to see that, it's called the Rose Bowl uh, yeah. on January first. What the hell? I just that's just me. But I think we can make some money again. I'm going to be fading USC and UCLA early on. A couple more, and uh, I'll let you have the last uh, word here. Uh, James Franklin, I'm not a big fan to be honest with you. He does win games. Yeah, he's a solid recruiter. I'm just not a big fan of him. But uh, he just leveraged know. his position. You know, when they say the it's like exactly the Mel Tucker thing, where uh, like I think they're above average coaches, but they they get they sign these contracts when they have all the leverage uh, that gives them like top ten paid coach, and they're not at that level. So you end up getting you know like when uh you know some NFL MLB one of those signs like the you know one of those like ten year absorbent deals, and you go from. Uh, a guy who like people are to like thinking you're the best player in the league and that that's just not them. So to me, I, I think his deal, uh, he's, he's fine. You know, he's a good, good program leader, but um, he's not like, you know, like the, the fourth best coach in college football that he's getting paid like. So. Yeah. I mean, he did a good job running up, tailing off of uh, got a good agent contract. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> good. Good job. Well, 10 years, 85 million. That's not too bad. I'd take no, that. No, uh, I'd take it. Uh, that, I will say this though. I think Penn State's gonna be pretty good this year. Uh, yeah. I just, I mean, I, I my early power ranks. I had in the top six. I have three Big Ten teams. Obviously, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State's. I think sixth. Uh, so gonna be gonna be a fun year in the Big Ten. 
Uh, Mountain West team to watch in uh, this year in the chat, Kyle. I'm not there yet. Uh, I'm not there yet. I, I, I'm not sure. I mean, yeah, I'm, uh, it's so why you're saying like when you talked a little about UNLV, it made me like, like there's no reason that UNLV should not be competing for conference titles in the current rev of the Mountain West. Like it might be UNLV, and I'm not, I'm not saying that just because I watched their spring game, but it might honestly be them. Uh, you know, a team that could surprise. Uh, make a run. Obviously, your favorite's going to be Boise State. I got to see what Fresno State, they lost a lot to yep. see what they have. Air Force will be solid as usual, but they lost quite a bit compared to what they had coming back last year. I'm not a Brady Hope guy at San Diego State. Uh, I'm not there yet. It's April the 10th. I mean, it's it's still early. Ask me in a month, and I'll have a, a, a way better understanding. Uh, right now, though, gut instinct is Boise State's the clear favorite. They got a run. I'll give you a running back for them. That Genty kid. That was a true freshman last year, number two. I think he's the more one of the more underrated backs in the country. Just, I mean, don't believe me. Watch the bowl game. He didn't play much during the regular season, but he had a coming out party against North Texas in the bowl game. I guess he just, you know, su- you know, was a dominant player in the spring. So, Genty is his name uh, with a J, number two for Boise State running back. And you got anything else, man? Uh, before we call it quits here. No, I think that was a uh, little, little good appetizer here, Kato. Uh, Hopefully, uh, in the coming weeks, we got a little more draft stuff, a little more, uh, you know, college football stuff drops, uh, and we'll be able to to start ratcheting it up here with more spring stuff too. So, should we do like if they're going to be trading live off this show that quickly? Should we do like a Raz thing, like cancel set up? Yeah, this? Gonna, cancel. Yeah. Go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe we should do something like that. That'd be fun. That'd be interesting to see if we can head fake some of the markets here. But we will have more best bets coming, more college football stuff coming. Uh, make sure, though, guys, you're subscribed to the Hit the Books YouTube channel so that you get notified in real time whenever we have a new episode drops or we go live. If you do enjoy our content, please smash the like button. If you're listening in audio form, please rate and review five stars or we'll even take four. I'm okay with four stars. Uh, so for the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Joey Kanish, for our producer extraordinaire, Zach Phillips, and for all our show updates, make sure you're following Hit the Books HQ and the Hammer HQ on Twitter. We just hit the books, Hammer Betting Network.